National's deputy leader, Perrin Davey, has admitted to consuming alcohol before making a statement at a late-night Senate committee meeting. But she's denied being drunk after a video of her slurring her words went viral. Davey says she had two glasses of red wine at a staff function. The opposition leader has leapt to her defence this morning. I know Perrin well. She's a very decent person. She has a real you know, burning desire to help people, particularly in regional areas. Uh, she's made a mistake in this instance. She's owned up to it and uh, her other colleagues should learn from it as well. Uh, people can have a drink in moderation, uh, you can catch up with friends, uh, you can attend social functions and that happens in workplaces and across society every day. Well, there are now calls for a total booze ban inside Parliament House and even alcohol testing inside the building. So for more, we're joined by journalists Joe Hildebrand and Suzanne Mostyn. Joe, <laughs> Joe, this is yes. interesting. So should alcohol be start? banned in yeah. Parliament House? Can you foresee a day oh, when that yeah, would actually well, happen? Oh, yeah, we've had a bomb ban. Let's have a booze ban. Let's just ban everything. Let's tell politicians <laughs> what colour underwear they should be wearing. No, get out of people's personal lives. I find this moralising just real. It's like, when did we suddenly become the town from Footloose? Like, it's just... Yeah, but hang on. She when, was when the people in a earning all the committee. money, Joe, <laughs> no. when the people earning the big bucks who are charged with making and voting on yeah. the industrial workplace laws who, who say other people out there in broader Australia can't do it, they'd be counselled, disciplined, sacked, and yet there's one rule for them. Disgusting. You've got to be kidding me. This is not moralising. This is actually saying... Jenkins' report set the standard. Alcohol has consequences, and that should apply in this place. Talk about a sobering week in the Canberra bubble. Talk about Canberra bubbly, more like it. This is disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted, but that's ridiculous. No, 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 I, I, completely, I, can, I honestly and completely disagree. I think oh, you have to trust no. politicians, as you do people no. in other similar occupations, mm. to make responsible decisions for themselves. Yes, they'll make but mistakes. But we don't trust people... them in other... We don't trust pilots to, to, oh, to, my God, um, to it, drink. It, it, we don't there's a difference between flying miners. a plane and attending no, a Senate committee meeting. You can't Joe, go to a Senate committee Joe, meeting under the weather laws. and people will die. Okay? Deputy that is Prime why Minister have, and that Senator is who Comparing... is asking people about the billions of expenditure yeah, while she's no, on the grog. It nobody is di nobody dies. Nobody dies in that scenario. Okay, no one gets well, hurt. Sorry, there's a difference between operating heavy machinery, driving a car, or flying a plane, and going to a 12-hour talk first. It is the heavy of government and opposition. They are paid a mozart. This is disgusting. Nobody I've dies, in... no one gets hurt. Okay, okay, Joe... How do you know nobody dies? Joe, when was the last time this? someone died in a Senate estimates hearing? Oh, okay. I'm not talking about directly, Joe, but this, I cannot believe <laughs> that you're saying this. Okay, so uh, on, you show me someone who dies host. as a result of Perry. <laughs> this is how ridiculous this debate has become. I would die of boredom in a Senate <laughs> Exactly, that's right, and that's I what happens. I too would die of boredom. That's what happens. They're long nights. They have a lot of time off, they have responsibilities, there's the set the standard. I've worked in this building in Parliament House on and off since 1989 and let me tell you I've seen a few things that would curl your toes but this we should know better they should know better but the so people should are we fed be putting it, should we be rolling out an edict or should it be up to no, each no, no. individual there to, well, to make it, the responsible decision when you have the cleaners and the the security staff in parliament house with a zero drug and alcohol policy 
and not for the people who make those laws. It is just a horse's ass. This, this, what message, we always say on the show, what message does this send the youth? What message are we saying to, to people out in Australia? They are our elected representatives. Do we want to um, have them represent the worst? You know, the people who have terrible alcohol okay. problems, for which I'm really sorry. But this is not good enough. Okay, Sue, so just, and then Joe, Zali Stegel says we should push for random alcohol and drug testing. She, she's an independent MP. Yeah, again, again this is one thing. If, you, if, you, if it's a matter of life and death, and if you are impaired, you are going to drop a forklift pallet on someone or you are going to crash a plane into the ocean, that is an, that is an area where, of course, you have to have zero tolerance for drugs and alcohol. But I do not think that going around randomly testing people... I mean, why don't we have random drug and alcohol tests on the press gallery? Why don't we do that? I mean, oh, are, sure. we, are we all for yeah. that as well? Yes, Joe, bring it on because it's a scourge and it affects people's capability, okay. their functioning, their decision Let's making. Let's also have a ban on fast food. Let's have a random soft drink test no, to no. make sure that people aren't. No, well, I, I, I can't believe that you're not seeing the link between inebriated people who are washing grog, as as the country tends to be. We all think, oh, what a larrikin, what a good bloke, what a funny woman. Talking about, at Senate estimates, she was ranting and slurring about getting cheap. Um, Taylor Swift tickets, not on mission, Who not there for the people. Oh God! So anyway, let's move on. Who gets hurt? No, this. I think we You're should go. We should mandatorily test people for drinking Coca Cola and eating hamburgers because of the cost and the stress that that puts on our health system when they get type two diabetes. And, so and for let, what let it's worth, government departments. She only had two glasses let's, of red wine. Yeah, two, so two yard they were glasses. About that big. Let, you know, let, let corporate <laughs> Australia, let the, the top public servants, yeah. let everybody let's have a free for all. Let's make sure that no one has any impure your thoughts as well. Yeah, let's hit the source. It's not that, Joe, and you know it. That's, it is. That's... No, it isn't. No, let's just test everybody for everything and make no, sure... No. I'm, I'm not saying a ban. I'm not saying a ban. I'm saying you have to have standards and and the Jenkins report said as much. It stops sexual harassment. It stops power imbalances. It stops people making poor Who decisions. Who sexually harassed? I'm, I'm, not, I'm that saying story. alcohol, as a general rule, when consumed on the job, has serious consequences. Anyone else would be either disciplined or sacked on the spot. Why do we make exceptions to people who pay the most with the stop. most responsibility? Joe, seriously. If a fat person sexually harasses someone, do you say, oh, we better stop them eating hamburgers? No, you know what you're doing. You, you, seriously, you're okay. just winding oh, okay. it up. I think, okay, both, I think we've both... I think we both know <laughs> where you both stand on that. Let's move rapidly along. <laughs> Victorian schools... I'm moving away from streaming students based on their ability over fears that damages self-esteem and leads to feelings of shame, anxiety and failure, even among high achievers. Uh, Sue, should all states be ditching advanced maths classes? No. <laughs> Don't know what Joe thinks. But seriously, it's life. There are people who are better equipped, better able, go out of facility with numbers or language, and we all fall into categories, invisible or, or marked. And, and, you know, my kids went through school in primary school. There was a top set and a bottom set. There were people who really need intensive help, um, and, and there are people who have incredible potential, and they excel academically, and they have to be given the opportunity to see where they can go with that. If you play to the middle, if you teach to the median, it is a disservice to both camps. It doesn't serve the teachers well. They're going to be frustrated that they're not getting to the people who need them at both ends of the spectrum. And we have to deal with kids' self-esteem, uh, build them up, confident in what they can do, ability, not disabilities, as we hear all the time, and and teach them about, about um, you know, a bit of steel in the spine, resilience about this, because life does make us get put into categories, I'm afraid. Joe? Joe? I thought it was one rule for everybody. 
hang on a minute. So suddenly the politicians and the cleaners, you know, they're elites and there's the top and the bottom and we just got to accept that they're different people? I, I'm well, very confused. Let's, let's, um, let no, the teachers think, drink alcohol at lunchtime, Joe, and, and the, teach our kids. No, the, the, reason, yeah. the reason why this debate is coming up is because of... Um, the impact that selective schools, particularly in New South Wales, has had on their education system. And what it has done it is have people who would often otherwise be going to private schools, instead putting all that money, because they're richer and more elite, um, putting all that money into tutoring and hothousing the kids to get them into selective schools that are then taking up places that are meant to be for kids from poorer backgrounds who are more mm -hmm. um, ad advanced academically. And so you're basically creating ghettos. So the state system, instead of becoming a centre where everyone goes and all kids or most kids go to the state system and there's good resources there for them, it becomes a system of last resort for people who either can't afford private schools or can't get into the selective schools. And the solution to that was to create these selective streams in state schools to keep the kids there. And my great fear, to keep, so the parents keep yeah, sending sure. their kids there, and my great fear, and you can ask the Education Minister to Jason Clare, you can ask the State Education Minister Prukar, uh, there are grave, grave fears that, um, that there's a possibility that this could be doing the same thing. So you're getting the right kids mm. um, at the right school. Parents are not, you don't no longer have public schools that are no-go zones and parents saying, no, we're not going to go there. And I know this very, very, very well. Mm. Um, but um, and instead, um, you may have a situation where you've got yeah. sort of two classes of kids at the same school, and I think this is part of the problem. Well, our script, our script says that Joe and Sue are sticking around. We don't know if that's factual or not. not. <laughs>